This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. It's Wednesday, May 6th, and you're listening to the College Football Daily, a 24-7 sports podcast dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news. My name is Trey Scott, and right now I'm joined by 24-7 sports Director of Recruiting, Steve Wiltfong. Steve, you're like a a really hot commodity right now as far as guests go. So thanks for joining us and, and finding the time. Trey, my man, I'm excited to be on with you. What's going on, brother? You uh, surviving? Do I, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I'm glad that you joined us because we had some reader mail the, la- the, the other day. Uh, and when I say reader mail, I mean an, an Apple podcast review from someone named TC1. And they asked about P.J. Fleck being the next Matt Rule, and I'll read out a line from their, from their review in a second. But, Steve, I thought that was perfect because you just had P.J. Fleck on last week on the 24-7 Sports Social Distance video. And I've got to be honest with you, Steve, watching the whole thing, I thought that was the best interview I've seen with P.J. Fleck yet because he wasn't spitting out all these cliches to me. I mean, sure, he had Elite, he had Ski Uma, whatever. He, he seemed pretty genuine, and, and I think part of that credit goes to you for digging in and talking to PJ about his background as a as a middle school student teacher. And if, if I wasn't coaching and I didn't coach, I would have been around that middle school level. I always liked the middle school, and a lot of people say, oh, the middle school, stay away from those, you know, take the elementary school kids and the high school kids, but that middle, people are like, oh, I don't know. I love that age. There are so many changes in young people at that time. I mean, you're talking about, you see everything. The spectrum is so wide. And I guess it's kind of like a police officer that likes to work in the city. There's constant action. Middle school, there's constant action. There's constant issues, problems, situations. Uh, And every day brought something new. And I think that's what I enjoyed uh, about it. It was really good and a really good presentation of, of PJ Fleck as like a normal human rather than some cliche robot. Yeah, I mean, I think you got a glimpse of his energy. You know, I uh, my wife was in the house and could hear uh, the interview as it was going on. And as soon as it was over, she just talked about the energy that, that Coach Fleck brings to every conversation. And that's authentic. I mean, that's I've, I've visited him at Western Michigan. I've visited him at Minnesota. I've seen him at camps, uh, satellite camps and He's consistent in who he is, and, and he wakes up in the morning, and he's the Energizer Bunny. He's got a lot of juice to him. I don't think anyone is happier uh, with the job that they have, and, and he's excited to be the be a head football coach and, and be that at Minnesota, and and he brings, brings that energy and juice uh, every day, and, and it was fun to talk to him about kind of his, his roots and where it come, came from, and if you – if you went to the Minnesota board uh, after we posted that social distance on our network, go for two four seven. You could see that uh, um, or there was a poster that said that he was at went to that school and remembered 
uh, Mr. Fleck uh, being a student teacher and that he wanted to be in that class and he wasn't. And and so it's just kind of a small world and, and, and funny and people want to be around him when you're around him. And that's why they have such a good recruiting class and his players play so hard and he turns programs around. He's, He's now gotten two programs to play at a level uh, that we haven't seen them play at in our lives uh, in Minnesota and uh, Western Michigan. Yeah, and if if PJ or any of his people are listening to this podcast, the the word cliche robot, those are my words, not Steve Wolfong's words, and I do like PJ. But but Steve, you mentioned his turnaround at Western Michigan, eleven win season and a Cotton Bowl. Brings me back to our reader mail, and then once we once we talk about this, we're going to move on to recruiting because we do have a lot to talk about. But uh, TC1 kind of wants to know, can P.J. Fleck be the next Matt Rule? Uh, he cites P.J.'s turnarounds, just like Matt Rule had. Uh, Matt Rule took over a totally woebegone, disaster-struck in Baylor program and took them to a Big 12 championship game appearance. Uh, and so, and so this this reader wants to know: Could the NFL one day be interested in, in PJ Fleck? Do you see PJ Fleck maybe one day being an NFL type coach in, in the way that Matt Rule is, or do you think PJ Fleck is more of a college guy? I think he's more of a college guy. I think it fits his personality. I think he likes to mold young men and be part of their lives and and be part of their lives forever too, not just when they play for him, but I think he cherishes the relationships he has with guys like Zach Terrell, uh, his former quarterback at Western Michigan. And I think the college game suits him. His personality and Matt Rule's personality are not close. Um, I mean, Matt Rule is incredibly laid back, at least from my time around him. Um, and, and, and PJ is not laid back. Um, and, and so uh, they're not the same personalities. Um, their coaching trajectory, I would say, is pretty similar. I mean, they both won group of five conference championships. I mean, PJ took his team to a New Year's Six Bowl in, in, in the Cotton Bowl and, and gave Wisconsin hell in that ball game, if I remember correctly. So it's not when you say be the next Matt Rule, is that be the next Matt Rule and go to the NFL, or is are we saying career trajectory? Because I think PJ's been just as successful as Matt Rule to date. I know that Matt Rule went to a, a BCS or an FB or a, a Power Five conference championship game, and, and PJ's yet to do that. But PJ's also been to a New Year's Six Bowl and, and was knocking on the door of a conference title game this past year with 11 wins. Yeah, I think they meant the next Matt Rule is in the next surprise college from from college to the NFL jump because PJ Fleck. Has is is twenty three and fifteen at Minnesota compared to Matt Rule being nineteen and twenty at Baylor. The College Football Daily will be right back. Introducing the Two Way V Four, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two Way V Four gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Let's jump into some recruiting, and it, it's been a busy time for you. We're not going to talk about Tennessee's rise from 17 to 3, which is torrid. We've talked about that on the podcast earlier this week with Wes Rucker. I'm sure you've talked about it a thousand other times. What else is going on out there? I saw that you 
you had a story on Caleb Williams, the number one quarterback in the country, has trimmed his list. Uh, goodbye, Clemson. Goodbye, Penn State. Caleb Williams is down to OU, LSU, and Maryland. Caleb Williams narrowed his list to three schools, Oklahoma, LSU, and Maryland. Uh, Oklahoma has been the 24-7 sports crystal ball favorite from since the spring. It's the last visit he got a chance to take during the coronavirus or because of the coronavirus pandemic. He was going to return to Oklahoma for their spring game and, and then come back again for an official in June. He, uh, he was going to go to LSU's uh, spring game as well. Uh, you're going to bring the parents down, uh, both parents and, and, and a couple trainers. That's who he brought on his most recent Oklahoma visit. I think Oklahoma leads Trey because of two reasons. Caleb Williams is going to pick a school, in my opinion, that gives him the shot. This is what they've said, not even my opinion. That's going to give his give Caleb the best opportunity to ultimately become the number one pick in the NFL draft. And with Oklahoma, Kyler Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Heisman winners go number one. The proof's in the pudding. In addition to that, they want to go play. Caleb wants to go play for a coaching staff that he feels he can learn from the best, and that like the way they teach is conducive to the way he learns. And the offense is tailor-made for him. And I think he's built a great report with Lincoln Riley. He, there's not a coach he talks to more. And uh, trust that Lincoln Riley's teaching style and the way he learns goes hand-in-hand hand within an offense that he can thrive. And then, obviously, you go back to the two guys getting drafted number one overall. See, that's interesting. What's it, 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 So Oklahoma checks all of those boxes, right? Get drafted one and have the the mentorship that you need. LSU checks the box of get drafted one or are they do they do they have a good relationship yet with the new offensive staff after Joe Brady's departure? So I would say that the door opened for Oklahoma when coach Brady and coach Munoz going to Baylor when those guys left LSU staff talking to Caleb's dad that's who his relationships were that's who he was going to be incredibly comfortable learning from. And so with LSU, they love the university. They know that at LSU, there's going to be a ton of talent around the quarterback on both sides of the ball. Um, and, and now they know that you can go number one and, and win the Heisman. Uh, I don't even know if the Heisman's as relevant as going number one, but it's been going hand in hand as of late. Uh, uh, I think we had a story. Did we have a story about winning the Heisman? Yeah. And going number one, being cool again or, or whatever. Yeah. The, the last three Heisman winners have gone number one overall in the NFL draft. Right. And, and, and so um, for LSU, it's, he's gotten his I's and crossing his T's with them and, and building the relationship with Coach Linehan and some of the new coaches there. And, you know, he still wants to go down there with his with his parents and and his team of trainers and and give them one more look. I think that's it's Oklahoma's to lose right now. The local school Maryland's in there. They're still talking regularly to Coach Mike Loxley, um, but I, I I I think that the way they see it, the way they're making their decision right now, and, and Coach Loxley will say, "Look, man, I, Tua Tua was." primed to be the number one pick in the draft when I was coaching him before he got hurt. Um, and, and, and so he's got a leg to stand on in this fight. I just think he's standing on the shortest leg of the three at this point in the process. 
Well, I was going to say Mike Loxley gets a lot of credit for Tua and and for Jalen Hurts' evolution as a passer, but it, it does seem just just listening to you talk and reading the, the interviews, it kind of seems like they're the token uh, re, uh, close school and that this is an OU-LSU battle. I saw LSU got a quarterback the other day, Garrett Nussmeyer. Steve, does Caleb Williams, is he cool with playing in a two QB class? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I was texting with Caleb's dad on, on Wednesday morning about it. And they said that this doesn't impact them at all. And that uh, there's been lots of open communication with LSU all the way through. And LSU, they if it's the right two, they would take two this cycle. Uh, you talk to people around Baton Rouge, they're anticipating Miles Brennan having a big year. And if Miles Brennan has a big year, uh, there's a chance that I mean he'll be draft eligible. So um, th- there's a chance that Miles Brennan could this could be his last year at LSU. I'm not predicting that, uh, uh, but they got to prepare for that. And, and they took two quarterbacks last year. Uh, but if you lose Miles Brennan after this year, uh, you don't. If you don't have a lot of experience, you at least want to create great competition and uh, fortify your depth uh, on your on your roster. And so. Uh, LSU would is in position to want to take two again, and they were honest with Nussmeyer about it, and honest with uh, Caleb Williams about it, and they're recruiting Miller Moss from California as well, who's got LSU in his final four with UCLA, USC, and, and Alabama. Now I would think Miller stays out west, uh, but uh, the 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 Bayou Bengals are in the middle of that one also. A lot of QB dominoes left to go. So Clemson got. Got stuck here on the outside looking in with Caleb Williams, which is understandable because it's hard to, to land a five-star kid a year after you land a five-star kid in DJ Uyangalele. But, Steve, the Tigers did get some good news on Tuesday with the commitment of running back Will Shipley, who is a 24-7 sports composite five-star. He's in the top 24-7 rankings, the number 45 player, number one all-purpose back. He's from Charlotte, North Carolina, so he's staying close to home. And, and before you break down like what this means for Clemson, Steve – was this a recruitment that you can definitely say was affected by the coronavirus pandemic because Shipley wanted to visit Notre Dame. He wanted to visit Stanford, and I guess he just never got the chance to go out there and look at those schools. Well, he had been to Notre Dame, and he had been to Stanford. Ah. He wanted to go back one more time and give them a final look at at each program um, before making a final decision because he has such great relationships with those schools. Clemson was the leader, though, and Clemson led when he went to camp his sophomore year and didn't even have an offer. Then he went back his junior year and got offered by Dabo Sweeney at the same camp. Junior day in January at Clemson was going to make the Tigers tough to beat. But with the great relationships he had, specifically with Notre Dame, he wanted to, he, he owed it to them to go up there and hear their pitch and 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 here, if it maybe is better uh, than Clemson, he wasn't able to get back up to Notre Dame. They did a virtual visit. Um, he talked with Notre Dame a ton. Had a great relationship with Lance Taylor, um, but but uh, the just Clemson and 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 wanting to be part of when Davo Sweeney was talking to this huge group of Junior Day visitors in January. He he told the guys on campus. Yeah, obviously they get on campus and Clemson has been in the college football playoff five times. They've won two national titles and, and, and Dabo Sweeney, he's not slowing down. He looks at this group, including Will Shipley and says, 2020's here. I want the next 
10 years of Clemson football to be the best 10 years any program's ever had in college football. Will Shipley, he says to me, I've won two state championships, about to win a third. I'm used to winning. I want to go help be part of this. And now he is, and he's in the fold, and he's uh, one of the jewels of this Clemson class that now ranks number four. He always kind of gets Christian McCaffrey comparisons because he looks sort of like Christian McCaffrey. And, yeah, and, and he's also in Charlotte. See, what kind of player is this kid? Um, he, I mean, he has a skill set that is similar to Christian McCaffrey's and Charles Power. Our national analyst compares him to Joe Mixon. I mean, he's a guy that can hurt you all over the field. Rushed for 2,066 yards and 30 touchdowns as a junior with 582 rushing yards and eight scores. He's got the 4.46 laser time 40 going into his junior year with a 4.2 shuttle and a 36-inch vertical leap. So he's fast, he's quick, he's explosive. He can catch the football, and he can beat you in a lot of, lot of ways as a runner. Is he the freakazoid that Christian McCaffrey is? You know, time will tell. Um, but he's a hell of a prospect. It's a big pickup. And I think Tony Elliott and that Clemson staff's going to have a lot of fun putting him in their offense and, and putting him alongside a guy like Demarcus Bowman, who is one of the fastest running backs in, in the uh, 20 class that, that chose, chose the Tigers. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a good running back room. Steve Wildfong. Probably you're probably right. The Christian McCaffrey comparisons are probably a little bit of a stretch, but people are people are throwing them out there, so you can't can't help but bring it up. I think that's Christian McCaffrey. We didn't know Christian McCaffrey was Christian McCaffrey in high school, where we would have ranked him a five star. So you never know. I mean, maybe Shipley will get in there and continue to develop and be that good. It's just, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's a unique guy. I think that's it for us. Uh, fact check note, our producer, Tony Levitt, slid in. Tennessee actually is the number two class now. So it's not. I can't even keep up with them. So, you know, maybe the Vols will be a recurring theme of the 2021 cycle if they don't run out of spots. But I think that's going to do it for us, Steve. And, and so then that's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. And if you guys appreciate what we're doing, we'd love a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. If you have something you would like for us to talk about and you saw today, we – love answering your your mail leave us a review give us an idea we'll get steve back on the horn and he'll he'll talk about it so steve thanks for joining us uh, and and we'll, we'll talk to you guys next time okay picture this It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.